Thanks for being with us on a very special edition of NBL Now. It is with a tinge of sadness that Brad Newley announced his retirement at the end of this NBL 24 season. I say a tinge of sadness because he's been a lot of people's favourite for a very, very long time, not only in this league, but in his time with the Boomers as well. Delighted to have him join us on NBL Now. Brad, first and foremost, welcome and congratulations, mate. A, a brilliant 20-year professional career. Oh, thanks, Jack. Uh, yeah, happy to be here on, on this big day. Uh, been, been busy. Dino put me through my paces this morning, so... Yeah, retirement at the end of the end of the season doesn't get me quite out of practice just yet. But uh, you know, just just working my way towards the end of the season, and yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, yeah, very appreciative of what what my career's been able to do. Um, the people I've met, I spoke to the guys on, on Monday and let them all know what what my plans were. And I just said like th- this sport can be so great for you, and the, the people you meet, the places you go to, uh, the experiences you can have, and just yeah, I'm very grateful for every opportunity that basketball has provided for me. You, um, you, I mean, we're talking at the back end of, of Wednesday, so you've had all day to, to talk to a lot of different people. But the thing that I seem to see with you is that you seem pretty content with the decision. Yeah. Um, co- coming into this season, I, I had an idea of probably where I sat in the United Food Chain, and that, that was probably kind of down the bottom. And um, I addressed that a little bit with Dino through the Blitz and uh, you know, we had some good young players coming through, like LT, KB, uh, Krebs, and a few of our training players as well. Like, basically, we all played a similar role. And uh, I guess I wasn't needed physically so much on the floor as kind of what I bring during the week and off the court has been more appreciated, appreciated here this season. I guess my last actual playing year was probably last year when I was trying to fill a few gaps we had a lot of injuries, you know, guys were going down. So I was kind of filling minutes here and there. There, So this year has been more of a, a year to kind of enjoy uh, my progression in, into retirement, I guess. So, yeah, the contentment, that's probably why I'm, I'm not that uh, emotional about uh, retiring. Has it been challenging at times because you are so damn competitive and you have been your entire career to, to almost become a, a, I guess you could call it an, a day-by-day development coach who's also got a role on game day as well with the team. Yeah, um, it's kind of a thing that I've battled with probably most of the year um, is accepting that. And I'm actually really proud of myself with the steps I've taken and, and, and being at ease with it all. I guess there was a situation probably just before Christmas in the bit there where we had a few injuries. I was thinking, oh, it looks like I might get a bit of a run here, like, and it didn't quite work out that way. And I think that week at practice, I was probably a bit of the old Newells was coming out, like trying to get one up on a few people and probably overstepping my mark a little bit. And it actually took Chris to pull me aside. I actually broke down. It was That, that was probably the moment when I knew, yeah, this is, this is coming to an end. And I don't want to go out as a grizzly old bastard on the end of the bench. I don't want to be that guy because... Yeah, it's, it's, it's not fun for, for others and people to be around. So that kind of moment was the one that gave me the real kick in the backside to say, your days are running out, let's enjoy it while you can. And, yeah, I've kind of ridden that right through to the end now. And I basically treat practice as my games now. I get to lead some of the young fellas in, in the third squad, have a bit of fun with those boys. Every now and then a bit of old magic might pop out, but uh, just to remind them all that I can still get it done to a degree. But, um, yeah, it's... 
being a competitor, I guess that's why I lasted 20 years. That's why I stayed in it and always looked after myself. And yeah, just if that can rub off on some of our young players and you know some of our senior players, that's then I've done my job. Just to change direction a little bit, two Olympics, three World Cups, a lot of time in the green and gold representing your country. For, for us mere mortals, what is that experience like wearing the green and gold? Yeah, I mean, um, that, 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 that was my biggest achievement. Uh, when, I was, when I first went to the AIS back in 2003, in my second season there, the coach of the team then, Marty Clark, kind of, he said to me, look, I, I think you can make an, the next Olympic team, which was going to be 2008, and that should be a goal of yours. And, you know, I, I'd achieved that straight away. So I've had the pleasure of pl- playing for Australia at such a young age. I kind of, at the time, probably took it for granted. But now I look back, I'm like, holy hell, like I'd, I'd been at two Olympics before by, by the time I was 27. So mm-hmm. I was pretty lucky that I kind of came into a, a rebuilding kind of boomers group. And, you know, I was lucky enough to go to two Olympics, three World Cups, an Asia Cup. Uh, and two com games as well. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of games, the green and gold, uh, met a lot of probably some of my best friends were made in those in those teams. And, yeah, I have great memories of those those battles. And playing Team USA? Yeah, matched up with the USA a few times. Uh, probably made the joke about me holding Kobe to 24 points a few too many times. Now everyone's getting sick of it. Uh, but, yeah, when you're playing those tournaments, you come up against some of the greatest players in the world and they're yeah, lucky enough to do that a few times and didn't quite get over the line with, with, versus them. But, uh, yeah, just great matchups and, you know, what an experience to, to talk about guys, young guys around the club now. I tell them some stories and they seem to get a bit of a kick out of that. So, yeah, that, that, that's a role I can play. I'm happy with that. The other thing that struck me, knowing that we were chatting this afternoon, I took a, spent a bit of time looking back across your career a lot of time overseas in some different locations and different situations as well. Now that it's done and you sort of don't need to worry too much about not withholding any of these stories, what is that like being an overseas pro in different European setups? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I didn't – I kind of got thrown into the deep end. I went to play in the Greek League, which is probably one of the toughest environments you can play in and the coach at the time said to me, if you can play here, you can play anywhere. So I kind of had that in my mind everywhere I went. Um, yeah, being thrown into it at a young age, I just didn't really know any different. You know, you didn't have the internet or, you know, FaceTime. You couldn't just, you know, go, go bury your head in your phone and just be at ease. You had to be around people and communicate. And I guess that's probably what helped me survive all those years is just my ability to, to assimilate in groups, uh, do as the locals do. I'd always kind of befriend a local on the team and adjust to their environment. And that, that way, that that helped me fit in a lot more. And they, I wasn't treated as like a stranger. I was happy to to be a part of their lifestyle. And um, you know, I think that's why I had success over there. Over there, um, even if I had a quiet game, a lot of times you, as an import, if you didn't, you don't have a great game, you're on the next plane out of there. I, I never dealt with that uh, ever because I just maintain my performance and my relationships through the club helped me uh, last that long over there. And I, I don't have any bad, uh, you know, experiences. You hear a lot of horror stories, but whenever, whenever someone asked me about it, I said I had the time of my life and, you know, I set my life up over there. You're the lucky one then. Sounds like you got paid. Sounds like you had good teammates and it sounds like you had a good time because not everyone, as you say, has that experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, having my wife over there most of the time, she, you know, looked after me and my, my daughter we had over there with me as well. So, you know, they, they take, took pretty good care of me off the court. I just had to worry about going to practice two times a day and 
it's not that hard the job so the the, the key was though my, my language over there struggled a little bit so I'd always go second in drills so I'd wait for the locals to stuff something up then I'd just do a better job so they'd be like oh he's doing fine so that was kind of my little tip with anyone going overseas that is called veteran savvy my friend that is called veteran savvy hey I want to ask you about a moment in your career I'd imagine a time that would have been pretty challenging and that was around the grand final series that was shut down and it's still spoken about this day. Uh, it still draws a lot of emotion from supporters of both Perth and Sydney. Um, for you and, and, you know, times around that, is it still a bit raw? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did an interview, it might have been with Olgan, uh, and we kind of somewhat, we spoke about, so when that all kind of happened, the NBL was actually flying. Like we had, we had a huge crowd. I think we played Perth. We played Melbourne and Perth. We played in front of like 15,000 at Kudos Bank, which was a huge crowd. And it really felt like basketball was back in Sydney. We were top of the ladder. You know, that, that was personally myself, Bogues. That was our chance to get our NBL title uh, with Sydney and Kev as well. Daniel Kickett, guys had been with the club a, a while. And, um, yeah, the events that kind of happened after that, you know, we – we lose the series. Things were hard to, to, to deal with, I guess, at the time. But um, the what my memories of that time was the NBL was just absolutely flying, and that's probably the most upsetting thing. Is you, the game three of the playoffs was played in front of fifteen people. Um, I'm shooting free throws, and I can hear Charlie, who might have been two, calling out Dad. Like I can hear him clearly talking to his mum on the sideline. I'm like, is this what a championship is about? Like, you know, this the times. It was just a tough time to be a pro sportsman any, anywhere in the world, um, you know. And, and it took probably a while for for the league to get back to that, you know, that that strength is what what it is again now. And I guess that's my biggest kind of probably regret of my career is yeah, the the way that COVID affected that. But I mean, people lost their livelihoods, lost their jobs, so I can't go too far in it. I'm just talking about a piece of jewelry, but you know, it's it's part. Of, it's on your resume is that you're you're a champion and. You know, seeing the club go on and have success after that, and I'd left, I'd come to Melbourne, and you know, we had a chance to potentially win one in my first year here, and we fell up, fell short, and the Kings got over the line. It was, it was a little bit, you know, bittersweet to deal with, but you know, here I am, I still have another chance to get one, and you know, essentially got three more years on top of my career. So, with that said, you've still got a chance to win one before you finish up, albeit in a different role. If Melbourne were to go all the way and you get that piece of jewellery that you've been talking about, what would it mean to you? Oh, I mean, it's just, you know, whenever I, I, I'm a, I love sport, I, I love footy, I love it, and I love champions. I love seeing people win things. I love tennis. I love seeing just I'd love to have that moment where I get to be the one to, you know, you get to, to raise it up and just that feeling I really haven't had since, you know, my junior World Cup. I just wouldn't, I mean, we won a couple of com games and an Asia Cup, but, you know, domestically, the guys that you get to, you go to work with every day, you talk about winning a championship every day, championship habits and all these things. It'd just be nice to crown that with that, with that raising of the trophy at the end of the season. You know, that, that for me, that would be a pretty special moment and, um, you know, something, a, a great way to go out, I guess, and then and move into uh, normal life. Have you let Damo and Bogues know that you outlasted them as well? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, we all we all caught up for a reunion in Sydney. Um, oh, I can't even remember uh, back in November, 
And um, yeah, kind of the joke of the group was I'm, I'm still the stupid bastard who's running around getting tired and having to stay in shape where all these boys can get on the beers. So uh, yeah, well, I was always the I was the young one of the younger ones in the team. So it kind of worked out that way, I guess. But you know, those guys both uh, yeah, they've reached out and sent, sent their support and yeah. Uh, what what a bunch of guys to grow up with and you know learn the, learn the, the game of basketball with. So you've signed for Frankston. Obviously, you'll be playing NBL one with the mighty Frankston Blues, and that'll be great for you to still get out and play at that level. But post NBL, Newells, what what does it look like? What, what are you going to be doing in the next three to five years? Um, my immediate stress is picking an under eights basketball team uh, uh, for the mighty Brighton Wolves. We're having some issues, so. Uh, that that'll be fun. Uh, selecting that, well, my son Charlie is keen, and so are his mates. Um, that's my immediate stress. Um, there's going to be a little trip over to Spain to visit my old club. They're actually flying myself and the family over. We're pretty excited about that, and get to see some of my old teammates and uh, show my daughter where she was born. Pretty excited about that. That's our immediate kind of uh, um, issues. But yeah, playing with Frankston, obviously. Um, I've been in pretty frequent contact with Nick, Nick and Boydie at the club about what things are looking like for me. It, it seems like there's going to be a position for me at the club, uh, not necessarily a coaching position, but more of a uh, in the hospitality kind of space, uh, a little bit of community work too. We're just trying to package it all up at the moment and, you know, rubber stamp it, I guess. But, I, yeah, I'm excited to stay around Clubland. Um, it's in my kind of nature. That's all I've known for 20 years is you rock up you do your weights in the morning and you train after that and you go home. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably miss the freedom that I've had with my kids. I've been able to take them to school pretty much every day when I'm home and pick them up at the same time. That might might, t- might take a little bit of adjusting. But, um, yeah, I'm, my lovely wife, she's out working now. And we kind of prepared a little bit for uh, life after basketball. And, you know, playing those years in Europe, you know, set me up in a, in a good way. So I'm not, in, uh, not desperate. But, uh, yeah, I'm always... Always looking at things, you know, getting into the media too. Like I, I love basketball. I like, I like talking. I figure, you know, if we can get something working with the NBA, I'm not sure, might maybe call a couple of games. But, uh, you know, the, the, the wheels are in motion there as well. So you never know, mate. I might be interviewing you one day. Wow, you are more than welcome. You, you'll blow us apart, no doubt about that. The best thing about retirement is you can have a beer whenever you want now, which is something that you can look forward to as well. Hey, congratulations. Been an incredible career. It's not done yet, as we say. You've got a championship to try and help Melbourne United engineer this season. But on behalf of me, on behalf of Hoops fans right across the country, congratulations. You've been a star for a very, very long time. And all the credit you're getting, you deserve. So well done. Thanks, Jack. Uh, thanks to everyone out there. I've probably got a million thank yous for, for people that have uh, supported me over the years. But, yeah, if you're tuning in, thanks for being a supporter, I guess. Brad Newley joining us on NBL Now.